The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right, 305, McMonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. Three hours down, two left to go on our five-hour midnight ride till 5 a.m. You know, I guess I, I was listening a little bit to the morning show. I guess they they were going to debut a little bit of Billy Joel's song this morning. I was unaware of that. I didn't get a chance to hear it uh, live on the show, but I have heard it since. And I got to tell you, it's not bad. Pretty good, Billy. If you haven't heard Turn the Lights Back On yet uh, from Billy Joel... Now, again, first new song in 17 years that's being promoted. I do not remember the song 17 years ago. He came out with one song 17 years ago. I have no memory of it. He hasn't put out music since 1993. Okay? Let's just be honest. It's been a long freaking time. It wasn't promoted back then. I don't ever remember hearing it because for years I've been killing him for not putting out music. I don't understand. Billy, you're a songwriter. Write a couple of songs. All right, don't put out an album. Whatever. I don't know. Something. You're doing all these concerts. You don't want to just once come out with a new song? I couldn't believe it all these years. Meanwhile, my guy Paul is putting out a new song every 10 minutes. But I did go back and listen to it. So for all the the flack I've given my man Billy, who I love. I love Billy Joel. I want new stuff. The song is pretty good. It's a, you know, it's a straightforward piano song. He sounds great on it. The voice is very strong. Got some orchestra. You uh, got some orchestra later in the song, as you know they're repeating the uh, the chorus. I think it's solid. It's a solid song. The lyrics are okay, nothing special, but it's a nice melody. It's a simple hymn in the piano for the most part. You know, little bells and whistles as the song goes along. He sounds great. The voice is strong. It's a real solid Billy Joel song. I like it. I'm a fan. More music, Billy. More. Put out an album. Let's go. What else are you doing? Now you're going to give up your residency in Madison Square Garden, just as the garden's getting hot, you know. As disappointed as the Rangers have been the last, disappointing as the Rangers have been the last three weeks or so, they are in first place. The Knicks are playing hotter basketball than we've seen in 30 years. I mean, they just, the, last night, and that's been one of the main focal points of the show, last night they were just incredible. I mean, Bruns, it's so much fun right now. I'm telling you, I have to admit, I've waned on my enthusiasm for the Knicks. I find it very hard not to. I'm surprised with anyone who's been as a diehard nonstop. It's impossible. When I was a kid, when I was, you know, I, I was born in 1983, so I'm, 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 and I'm December, so I'm 10, 1994. I'm 10 years old when they're in the finals. Um, you know, that time of my life from eight. And I was playing basketball for my church. I, I I moved from Queens to Long Island and played for St. Vincent de Paul. It was the first church I played for, CYO basketball in Elmont, New York. And then St. Catharines of Siena for Franklin Square. Uh, I played at St. Paul's because my, my, my buddy's father coached there for many years. So we ended up playing there for a year or two. Not, not important stuff. Anyway, my point is I'm losing the point. My point is I love basketball as much or more than I love baseball because I don't know if you've ever played CYO ball as a kid. 
it is by far the greatest sporting event of your childhood. There is nothing better than playing CYO basketball. Uh, people actually go to the gym. People actually come to the games. Like it's it's winter out. People want to come inside and see an event. Like the you go to those the tournaments the church would hold. You walk into the gym. The whole place smells like hot dogs and knishes. You know you have the shoot around. You get shoot around warm up shirts. The music's blasting during warm ups. I hit a buzzer. I hit a buzzer beater once in one of the tournaments. The whole place ran onto the court. It was like the greatest time of my life. 12, 11, 12 years old playing for my church. It was, it was, and playing for CYO basketball was the best. The best. We'd go on the other tournaments into, you know, we'd go to St. Boniface and play St. Boniface in their tournament. It was the greatest thing ever. It was so, like, I always joke, a million people would go to those basketball games. The gym would be packed. You know, they'd be games all day. All the different age groups would be playing all day. It was awesome. And our baseball games, our tournament baseball games, I won district championships and stuff playing baseball. We were lucky if Scott Hoseman's mother came. Like, that's it. Nobody came. I'm literally winning district championships and stuff. Nobody's there. But basketball was awesome. I, the Knicks, I was playing basketball. I, it was, I was as big a Knicks fan as anything else in my life. The Yankees weren't quite good yet. I did love Don Mattingly and Wade Boggs, but wasn't quite the same. But, I mean, then they went through, tw- after 1999, they went through 20 years of being completely irrelevant. It's impossible. I woke up one day, and I'm, I woke up one day, and it's been five years, and I'm like, I don't know anybody on the team. And to really have that enthusiasm that popped up for a brief moment, really only in the playoffs for me, in 2013. And obviously this run the team's been on that last handful of years of being a good, solid team has helped. But what we are experiencing right now, is as fun as I've had as a Nick fan in 30 years. What we're watching from Brunson is as good a bas- uh, this is the best basketball player we've had here in forever. This is as this is this is Linsanity every night. He is incredible. He is far better than I ever thought he would be. When they first signed him it was hey yeah, he'll probably be the best point guard we've had in a while. It wasn't a high bar. So we knew he was going to be an upgrade, but no idea he was going to transform who the Knicks are. And what they are right now is a gritty team that's going to find a way to win. If they if they shoot 20% from three like they did last night, they'll get 60 rebounds and, and 24 offensive rebounds and, and have second point second chance points galore. And, and Brunson will have 40, and they'll play good defense. And guys like Achua will step up. And, you know, Hartenstein will have 19 rebounds. It's just whatever they need to do, they will do. Down 15, no problem. Down 10 in the third, no problem. Brunson getting punched in the face, no problem. It's remarkable. What we're watching right now in this nine-game winning streak is it's just it's it's so much freaking fun. I cannot wait. What is it, Saturday? I cannot wait for Saturday against the Lakers. I cannot wait. It's at 8 o'clock at night. Perfect. I'm going to be nice and toasted. I'm going to enjoy myself, make a martini. Maybe I'll finally do that. I've been meaning to do it. Maybe Saturday night for the Nick game, I will put out a video of how to make a martini. I, 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 if I knew the Yankee, maybe I'll save it for a Yankee championship.
Fred Norlington. What's up, Fred? Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, Fred. How are you? Enjoying the show. Okay. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to talk about uh, uh, my favorite uh, Bill Murray uh, yes. movie. What uh, is your favorite Bill Murray movie? Meatballs. Now, I've, I've, I feel like I've seen Meatballs. Is he one of the main characters? He is like the main character of Meatballs, right? Yeah, he's the, yeah. Uh, the, 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 you know, the, the like, camp counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was hilarious in that. Yeah, I got, I got to go back and rewatch that one, too. I mean, all these old movies. I, oh, I you'll, love, you'll love it. You'll love that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. right around, you know, it's, it's up my alley, sure. Meatballs and, like, it was right around that time. He's, he made, uh, he made, that's actually really early in his career. Um, he was, oh, he was in the Ruddles. I had no idea he was in the Ruddles. Yeah, that was 79. Uh, the, Ruddle, the Ruddles was 78. Meatballs was 79. The Ruddles were um, uh, a, f- the, a mock- mockumentary of the, the Beatles uh, oh, with okay. um, the, what's the name of the group? The, the comedy group that did the Holy Grail and all that. Why am I losing my mind? Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. The Ruddles was a, a, a mockumentary about the Beatles. I didn't know he was in that. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, no, he did. Uh, so like that was a, a good stretch for him there. That's him making his name. Really, it was the he gets right that into he gets meatballs in '79. He gets Caddyshack in '80, Stripes in '81, and away he goes. And then Ghostbusters in '84. I would I would think that's really the the beginning of him becoming a marketable, you know, face of a movie. You know, an actual movie star. Stripes is a comedy. Caddyshack, he plays a, a bit role in, although it's tremendous. Stripes, he's the lead, but it's it's kind of like a offbeat comedy. I don't know if you'd consider him a, yet a leading man just yet after Stripes. But then he gets Ghostbusters. And obviously Ghostbusters is a worldwide success. Uh, Frank at Palisades Park. What's up, Frank? Hey, Chris. Appreciate you taking my call. Oh, thank you for uh, making I it. Got, I got a uh, I got a Bill Murray film for you. It's a small film that he did back in think 2013, but it's really funny. It's called Rock the Casbah. Yeah, he, he plays like an agent of a musician who goes to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've seen parts of it. You got it. You got to. It's what. It's a really funny small film. He plays, yeah. he plays a music. He plays. He plays a talent manager. And Kate Hudson plays an escort in the film. Spends an evening with her. And, the, you know, the military does a check on all the American citizens in the area. That scene has got to be one of the funniest scenes ever that Bill Murray's ever... Watch the film. You're going okay. to like it. I'm, op- I'm, I'm, I'm open to any Bill Murray movie. Watch it. You're going to like it. It's, it's real funny. Um, my, 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 my point is, I know you were on the Yankees and, you know, specifically cashing about, you know, Burns. But I believe... Milwaukee would never have traded him to the Yankees because, I mean, why would they want to help the Yankees win another World Series? They were never going to, even if, even if Cashman offered them the entire farm system, they were not going to help the Yankees. Why? So I don't think you should be hard. Like, why would any other team want to help the Yankees? They've been the standard. They've because, had 30, I mean, 30 winning, they had 30 winning seasons. Why yeah, would any team. That's, that's, I, I don't understand that point at all. They have, one, they haven't won a championship since 09. Two, you want you want what's best for your team. You think they care about helping the Yankees? Why why would it be any better to help the Orioles or the Yankees? The Orioles are in the same division as the Yankees. You're hurting the Yankees. Yeah, but not everybody. Why would the why why are 
Why are the Milwaukee Brewers out to hurt the Yankees? What do they care? If the they Yankees offered the best package, why wouldn't they take it? They don't. Nobody. Like, say, same thing with the. Uh, see, it's not the Red Sox or the Rays. Yeah, though those guys aren't going to trade. You know, I know they but made the trade for Verdugo, but like, you're going to have to pay more to to if you're the Yankees to trade in your division. Why? Why would? Why would? Why would the Orioles? Uh, excuse me. Why would the uh, Milwaukee Brewers distinguish anything between the Orioles or the Yankees? Same thing with the reason why they don't like Cohen and the Mets winning. They don't want to help anybody that are going to be the standard for the you know winning because the Yankees have. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been has had winning season since 1994. Correct. Correct. Uh, even earlier than that, 1993. All right, I'm sorry, 93. They don't want to help the Yankees keep winning more and more and more. They uh, become the gold standard, and they don't want to. Help no, them. they I mean, become the gold standard. They're the Yankees, and this is one of the more down periods of their history. This is as long in between championship. That I could not disagree with you more. If they have a personal vendetta, someone told me on Twitter that the ownership group of Milwaukee can't stand the Yankees. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, if that's true, then that may be something to it. But just the idea of they'd rather help the Orioles than they would help the Yankees because the Yankees win so damn much, uh, I don't agree with at all. I think that's just, you know, searching for reasons why Cashman and the Yankees didn't make a trade. They make trades all the time. I mean, they make trades all the time. They traded for Juan Soto. The I guess the Padres didn't have any problem helping the Yankees win another World Series. You take the best deal available. The The Milwaukee Brewers are in it for the Milwaukee Brewers. They love this kid, D.L. Hall. And they got a hundred a top 100 infield prospect and, and a pick. They believe this guy, D.L. Hall, is from what I've read and seen, you know, he's got good stuff, although he hasn't really turned it quite into being a uh, a legitimate Major League Baseball pitcher just yet. And he, I, I think he was supposed to already be on this timeline, he's, so he's a little delayed. But they love him. They think he's got great stuff, and they think he's going to be a great pitcher for them. That's all they care about. That's all they care about. If they loved Peraza and thought Peraza was going to be the next great starting shortstop for the Milwaukee Brewers and was going to be, you know, their future middle-of-the-lineup MVP-type player, they would make a trade for the Yankees. They don't care. It's not, teams aren't going around going, anybody but the Yankees can't have them have that 31st consecutive uh, winning season. They don't care. Inside the division, yes. And even inside the American League, would you rather trade them outside the American League? Yes. You want to trade them to the National League? Sure. Certainly your division, then then next step is certainly outside your uh, the American League, National League, then no one cares. The Brewers were happy to send them to the American League. I don't think it would have mattered if it was the Orioles, if it was the Yankees, if it was the Astros. You're saying they'd rather help the Astros or some other team that's won all the time? I want to go, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Stuart in Brooklyn, what's up, Stu? How ticked off do you think I am about Chris Burns going to the Baltimore Orioles? How mad do you think I am? Corbin Burns. Yeah, Cor- Chris Burns doesn't bother me that much. I no, feel I Corbin feel like that's Burns. a minor deal that's not going to really end up showing any fruit, uh, bearing any fruit. But Corbin Burns, yeah, Corbin Burns pissed me off, Stu Pot. I'm it, with it, you. It, it pissed me off as much as you. Because <laughs> he's a young award winner, and he would have greatly helped this team go to the next level. Yeah. He would have uh, given him innings. He would have given him starts. He's better than Blake Snell. 
he's better than Ma- uh, Montgomery. He absolutely and is. It's, oh, I'm infuriated. I know, and, that, and, and he's gone to the Orioles. The Yankees need to do something. Now the, they have to do something. They have to do something. You have to do something. This, I mean, the Ori- if you think about it, and I, and I said it, and thank you for the call, Stu. I said it the other night. Like two nights in a row, I had back-to-back premonitions. And I talked about how the American League East should be watching out for the Orioles because now the Orioles just got bought by, I guess, two private billionaires. And if they have this young talent that they now can keep and sign the contracts and move, like I literally, I, I said, now if you can pay the guys on the current roster, they have so many young kids, Mountcastle and Gunnar Henderson, and obviously your top prospect, they're probably not going to move in uh, Holiday. But you're going to have all this young talent that now they can pay. So it's okay to move some of the, the minor league players because you can pay those guys and keep them so you can move what you have in the minor leagues now for more veteran pieces to help the team win now and be a better mix of veteran and youth. Like that's I literally said that because that's the fear. The fear is not not necessarily, I mean, yes, that they go out and sign all the free agents, but with the, with the condition of their farm system right now, the current, the previous regime of the Orioles weren't going to deal any of them because they felt like they had to keep a, a constant replenishment because they couldn't end up keeping the young, talented players they had. Eventually, those guys were going to be Yankees and Dodgers and Mets and, and Red Sox and whoever else because they can't pay them. But now, if you can lock up a Gunnar Henderson, if you can lock up a Mountcastle, if you can lock up a, a, a Holiday, well, now suddenly some of these other pieces inside your organization are now available to move for the Corbin Burnses of the world. I said that two nights ago, and then or two days ago, and then yesterday, I I literally said you can't wait to, to for the deadline to move to go get Corbin Burns. You have to go get him now. Waiting for the deadlines of, uh, is faulty thinking. Now I didn't specifically say because someone's going to trade for him tomorrow, but I I just didn't like the idea of waiting for the deadline. It was a it needed to be done now. And both of my fears came true in the same stinking scenario. They're they're willing to now move their young pieces because they know they can keep some of their current young pieces. And Burns wasn't going to be available at the deadline by hook or by crook. You can't wait around. I hate being right. It's so unbecoming of me. I'm so much more comfortable with constantly being wrong. This, this, you know, nailing things is I'm very un, I'm, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with it. 877-337-6666. So, yes, Stupot, I was pissed. I was pissed. I was pissed when I saw it. This, it's the exact guy I wanted. I've wanted him from Jump Street. Even more than I wanted Yamamoto, really, but then I knew they were all in on Yamamoto. I got hung up on the Yamasoto offseason, but... I, from the beginning, I wanted Burns. And he went to the Orioles. The Orioles. The young, talented, and now independently wealthy Orioles. Yankees have to, the Yankees have to fire back. There has to be a salvo. There has to be something. Because you know what? I, I have to admit, I did hate, I do hate using it. 
and I just, you know, scolded a caller before. I don't know if George Steinbrenner would have done this and done that and went out and got every big guy and done, you know. But if the Baltimore Orioles just got bought by a big, fancy, rich group and immediately took a piece that I was looking for, if I if George Steinbrenner fires back, he does something. I don't know what it is. It might not be go pay Snell $270 million. It would be something. He would do something. And honestly, I hate to bring it up, and I don't know how I feel about it, but there's an easy way to get someone who's the quality of an ace or a clear number two pitcher. There's an easy way. There's an easy way. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. So, like, this is this is part of the reason why I want to go all in because the Yankees could be dramatically different next year and have a, you know, all these players are off the books next year. <clears throat> all of these players, <clears throat> excuse me, are free agents. Juan Soto, Anthony Rizzo, Gleyber Torres, Alex Verdugo, Clay Holmes, Loisaga, and... Um, Oh, my God. I saw his picture. Tells his name. The other reliever. I'm losing my mind with the changeup. Anywho's, that's enough right there. Soto, Rizzo, Gleyber Torres, Verdugo, Clay Holmes, Loisaga. All are going to be free agents at the end of the year. This is the perfect time. You go all in on this year. You could, you're going to say goodbye to Rizzo. There's a good chance you're going to say goodbye to Verdugo. Relievers, you've seen how the Yankees treat relievers. You move on from them if you have to. Gleyber Torres, is he worth the contract that he might get from another team? I don't know. Like, for me, you go get Burns. You put the money into this year. You try and re-sign Juan Soto clearly next year. But other than that, there's going to be some ways to save a little bit of money and do some things differently. And if you were to keep Peraza, say, then he's your second baseman next year instead of Gleyber Torres. Save some money there for Soto. Like, I understand you're going to have to go youth somewhere. Like, this was the year to go all in. I was in for trading Gleyber Torres. I don't want to do that anymore. Like, really, once the Soto trade kind of happened, I started to think differently about keeping Gleyber Torres because I want to win this year. I want the best team possible. I'll forego losing him for nothing. Like I wanted to trade him just because I wanted to get some some good pieces back. He has some he has a uh, some value to him now. I don't want to lose him for nothing, but I'm willing to lose him for nothing to chase a, a to give myself the best chance at a real chance at a championship this year. All of it should be based on this year. With all those guys coming off the books, with all those free agents, they have an opportunity here to really just say, "All right, look, let's put all of our chips into the 24 basket." And then we'll figure it out because the, the, the chips won't, they don't stick around. 
It's like sick days. It's not like, you, you know, they don't roll over into the next year. So I, I, this, I, that's why I'm still going out there and talking about Bieber. I don't love I don't love Bieber as much as I love Burns, but I I like Bieber. I think he's he he becomes their second best pitcher. But as much as I'm not even sure how I feel about it, you got to start that. Like this is where we get right when you need to do something, and he's going to be sitting out there. Trevor Bauer is a name that people are going to start to throw around. That is a name people are going to start to throw around. He's sitting out there. He throws 99 miles an hour. He's won a Cy Young. He could be a their second-best pitcher. He fits the bill, and he's going to be cheap on a one-year deal. I don't know how the Yankees feel about it. Honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about it. But that's what you're going to start to really hear that. Now that Burns is gone, now that they're not getting Snell, and now that the Baltimore Orioles are in a different world, we are in a different world with the Baltimore Orioles than we were two days ago. Like, honestly, a different world. We have no idea. I'm, and it's not a guarantee they're going to spend a ton of money. We don't know. But it sure feels that way. Two days in, they make this trade. Sure feels that way. Limo driver Ed. What's up, limo driver Ed? Hey, buddy, you just talk about what I was just talking about, the Yankees and the Mets. You know what? You have the Florida Marlins, all these teams that's younger, and they they was ahead of the Mets and the Yankees, and then you look at Baltimore and the Rays. I don't know, man. It's going to be very tough for these teams to make it. I'm telling you. You know, these young boys are coming up, man. They, they're they going to take over. You know, I'm, I don't know about the Yankees. You keep on spending the Yankees and the Mets. Keep on spending money. And we're going to see what's going to happen. Well, I mean, they, 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 the Yankees thing. did add one. So if, if Judge is healthy all year long, they won, 80, right. they won 82 games last year with Judge playing right. with, with, hard, with Judge hardly playing. They've added Verdugo. Right. They added Juan Soto and hopefully a healthy Judge all year. That alone, like that alone hopefully. is going to make right. them a much better team. Like I, the, the Yankees well, are a playoff team. I would be shocked if the if, Yankees if aren't not, a legitimate right? playoff team. Now, well, February 2nd, I will call you again. And we're gonna see what we're gonna. You know, we you're gonna be saying the same thing again. <clears throat> they need to get all these players, and all, it didn't work out this year. The Yankees and the Mets, and the money is spending. I understand what you're saying. That you're right about that, but you know what? We got to see what's gonna happen. Um, my point is with the Knicks. This is the first time ever in a long time that Knicks can't have say a first team. time ever in a long time. First time. Wrong, long time. Okay. And I tell you one thing is, it's gonna be if they get one more piece. I mean. Watch out for Because, look, who oh, would absolutely. think that they, and they would beat the Pacers? I mean, yes. um, you know, would they won? It's, it's getting crazy, man. I think they it's would beat the Pacers. I, I think right now, especially with Embiid and his meniscus issue, and we don't know how long oh, he's yeah. going to be I, out. I, I live in Pennsylvania, man. I know. You know what? If, it's, if, if it wasn't. Be, yeah. One thing about B, can this guy ever stay off the floor? Yeah, I know. He's the only big man I ever seen. Now I live in Pennsylvania here. And, you know, we're talking about this guy never stays off the floor. Why is a big man as him always on the floor or getting hurt? Yeah, no, he's, Every he's, time. No, he's, he's hurt a lot. And if he's not healthy, they're not good enough to beat the Knicks. I, right now the Knicks are third in the conference. I think they are the third best team. Right now, I think they are. 
I think you. I, it's. I know Boston had a, a miserable loss last night to the Lakers in in, in Boston, but without without uh, their two stars in LeBron or, or or Davis, but Boston's clearly the best team, and Milwaukee has Giannis and, and Dame. Let's be honest. Uh, defensively, they hurt. They they lost a little bit with Drew Holiday, no doubt. But the the, the Knicks are the third best team right now. When's the last time we were able to say that? Like, think about it. When's the last time? I know they won a lot of games with Melo. Did you ever really feel like they were one of the the the, the two or three best teams? I'd have to go back and re- and try and remember that season they lost to the Pacers. Like, I the Knicks are legitimately good, and Brunson is an absolute star. He's a star. I think it's time to really put that to bed. He's a star. Is he? Is he a number one star? Is he a number two star? He's a star. He's a star. You start a team with him, you're 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 off on the right foot. The question will be, <clears throat> will Randall be healthy enough to be with him? And then can Randall be a star in the playoffs? Because so far, he's been unable to continue his game into the postseason. Whether it's injuries, whether it's whatever the excuses are, will he be healthy? And will he be able to elevate with Brunson? Because I have no doubt Brunson will elevate. I have no doubt. And I'm starting to think all the pieces will too. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think Divincenzo's going to hit big shots in the playoffs. I'm starting to think that you can get you can get 15 to 20 rebounds from Hartenstein in the playoffs. Like, I, I'm, there's no reason why these guys can't continue to do what they're doing because it's it's their role. They're not going outside of their element. They're not doing things they normally shouldn't be asked to do. You know, maybe DiVincenzo's asking to score a little bit more than you'd like, but, I mean, it's shooting threes. That's what he does, shoot or shoot. I mean, they are inside their roles, and they're doing what they are designed to do at such a level that it's it's what you're seeing right now isn't some sort of unsustainable basketball. Now, winning every game is unsustainable, but playing this level of basketball and having everybody, you know, step up and fill this. Like, every one of these guys is designed to do exactly what they're doing. It's really it's really well-put-together team. And that's why whatever they do, I have to admit, if Rose, if they trade for someone, whoever it is, I'll have confidence it'll fit. If they don't trade for someone, I'll, I, I guess I'll kind of have confidence that that was the best way to go. Like, I, right now, Leon Rose and, and Tibbs have my complete support. They have they are they have reached cashman status. They have my complete support. Mike and New Rochelle. What's up, Mike? Hey, good morning, man. How we doing? Good morning. How are you doing? More importantly, everything good with you? Uh, the week is over. The oh. week is over. Week is I, over. Uh, I am an hour I am an hour and twenty minutes away from my weekend. So I just wanted to share something with you real quick. Um the other day, you know, sometimes I gotta wind down. I'm going through some old footage. So I was in the mood to watch some old Mike and the Mad Dog stuff, right? So now think back years ago, right? It was Mike and the Mad Dog, right? They were fighting over whether or not the Yankees should uh, build a new stadium. Yes, very famously, and yes. Mike, Mike was uh, Chris for Russo it. Was, Mike was for it. Chris was against it. I to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know? And here comes a camera swing at a young there. A young, young who? man. Like, uh, the camera swung to right. you. No. I was like, oh my God, no facial hair. You, you look like a baby, man. I was like, oh, how old were you back then? Yeah, like, that... when you started. 
I, I I'm pretty sure I that was. Am. I'm pretty sure that wasn't me. It had to be you. Man. No, I think I, I think I think it's Malusis. No, we're definitely not Mark Malusis. No I don't way. think I was in there. I mean, it's I started in I was I started here in 07. I interned in I I in, I, in, I, in, I gotta look at it. It's on YouTube. This clip you're talking about? Yeah, it's on YouTube. I was like, right. I, I was even gonna suggest you to watch it. With it it might be Chris yeah. Carlin. Like, yeah. I don't think it's me. No, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure because I mean I. At that time, I'm no, I'm no more than a part-time employee. I'm definitely not working on the show. That's hundred percent. I never, yeah, I was, never, I never worked for Mike and the Mad Dog. I only worked for uh, Francesca after the breakup. Was just like swinging the camera all over the place, and I was like, "Oh man, there he goes! That's how young he is." You know, I, I gotta look. I don't know. I gotta check. I don't think it's me, but maybe it is. Maybe I was standing in there for that whatever at at that moment, and they, I was talking to whoever was back there, um, but. Balls and something. You had the headphone on. It was like the headset was on. Yeah, I don't think like, it's me. Like I, 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 I wish it were. I, I, I mean, I don't. I hate to break it to you, but I'm gonna look it up. But I don't think it was me. All right, but um, yeah, my main thing, the Knicks, man, they're just putting me in a good spot. Um, but like you said, you know, just like you're down on Burns, uh, I'm down on not getting Burns next year already because there's no way that Baltimore is not gonna lock him down immediately. You know, I wanted him next year for the Mets, but I don't even think he's going to be available. They got to lock him down real quick because they want to face to be the ace, and you know they have a bunch of young guns, and they're going to you know they're going to learn from him. But um, the Knicks Saturday night tonight is our night, bro. Have a good weekend, man. <laughs> tonight is your night, bro. Let's go, Mike. Yes. Um, I'm trying to see if that camera swings to me. It's it's definitely not me. No way. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's crazy exciting to be a Nick fan right now. And I don't know about Burns. I mean, yeah, Burns might sign. I, I have no idea. I, it sounds like, you know, they've just been bought by a new regime and they have money. So, yeah, he could sign. I'm not, I wasn't so concerned about that. I don't need Burns for the next five or six years. I don't. I would like it. I think he's a great pitcher. So, it's up for it's if he's a free agent next year and he does hit free agency. I suppose the Yankees should be on it. I would never say not. I mean, I want Juan Soto first and foremost. Then I'll I'll go and try and get pitching. I want him for this year. I don't care about next year. I I, I will next year. Right now, I don't. I'm all in on 2024. All in. This hat. This is the World Series year for the Yankees. World Series. Off of that disgusting year last year, in the middle of Judge and and Cole's prime. You've got to get to the World Series. I don't care about next year. I'll worry about that when it comes. I wanted Burns for this year. I, I wouldn't even care if they lost your trade prospects and he leaves in free agency. I don't care. They had to put their foot in the sand. This was the year to go do that. This was the year. And I'm really bummed, and I'm bummed. But you know, now I, again, I said this in the op- I said this when I addressed it. I'm done bitching about it. You get, I get my feelings out. I, I, I'm pissed off about it. I think the Yankees blew it. You know how I feel about Brian Cashman, and overall, the the off season's okay because they got Juan Soto. How could I kill the off season? Positive, negative, what you know, simple. I have to pick one. It's a positive off season. They got Juan Soto. It's underwhelming. It's not good enough. It's not all in. They should have been all in. Because we've seen them get, they they signed the, like, 
They signed the best player available last year in Judge. They signed the best player available in 19 with with uh, with Cole. They they've signed. They signed the best pitch. You could argue last year they signed the best hitter and best pitcher available. At least that that was the prevailing thought at the time in Judge and and Rodon. We've seen them sign the best player available before. They did it with Cole a couple years before that. Like we've seen it, but they stop there. They go out and get Rodon and then say they're not done, but they're done. They get Cole and they don't do anything else to help the lineup. Like we've seen them get the best player. We haven't seen them go over the top in a long time. And I wanted them to go over the top. Now going over the top for a long-term deal for Snell hurts them and limits them in the future. So I understand not wanting to do it. This is the kind of deal that you make and you solidify this year. And then it's gone next year. Dominic in North Carolina. What's up, Dom? Hello, Dom. Dom? Dommy? I can hear you like you want to talk, Dom. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. That's okay. I apologize. Would you you have me on mute there? What's up? No, no, no. It's a long story. I worked all day. I flew up here to take care of my dad. I got to bring him back down. He's 95. Mm, so good anyway, for, good for you. I, I we, there was a time I took care of my father, so we should. Yeah, well, they they certainly the right took care of us. Yes, three Bill Murray movies that have not been mentioned yet. That three I'm three Bill Murray movies that have not been mentioned yet. Let's go. Scrooged. I, I briefly Lost mentioned in, it. We haven't talked about it a lot, but I did mention it. Oh, okay, I missed that then. Lost in Translation and uh, High Park on the Hudson. For which you okay. won an Academy Award. All right. Well, High Park and the other two, the other two movies were mentioned. High Park on the Hudson well, was I'm not. Fine. That's okay. I'm just letting you know. Um, when was High Park on the Hudson? 2014. Oh, Hyde Hyde Park, where he played uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You should have won Best Actor for that. That was an HBO Same. thing, right? Was that an HBO? Not. I. You know, you're the guy in the in show business. I mean, I thought it was a, a regular movie. I know. I, th- I think it was an HBO thing. It was like a, a, a like one of those limited series, where it was like an episode. No, 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 no. It was a movie. No, was it just a straight up movie? The whole thing was in one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was. Uh, I remember that. I remember watching that. He was. He was pretty good. He was definitely good in that. He could have. I don't know. I think it was HBO. But um. No, I thought there was a lot of Oscar buzz for him, and he didn't. Get vaguely, re- I vaguely remember that. Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah. That's a different role for him. It wasn't obviously comedic. Yeah, he uh, was honestly. definitely. Well, just shows you that he was. He's an actual actor too. No doubt. Yeah, but no. Bill yeah. Murray's a good. He's not the. He's not my favorite. I, I would still. Robin Williams is the greatest uh, actor comedian, in my opinion. There is no comedian turned actor. I mean, Jim Carrey has his moments. I know a lot of people would probably scoff at that. I think Jim Carrey in the Truman Show was just excellent. I love him in the Truman Show. I think Jim Carrey has turned in some performances. But I, I, the best actor, comedian, and, and straight-up actor is, is Robin Williams. He was great in so many things. He's, he's tremendous in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, if you've ever seen, um, obviously, um, different, uh, you know, Patch, you know, Patch Adams was really good. No, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Uh, Fisher King. If you've ever seen him in Fisher King, Robin Williams is breathtakingly good. He's so he plays a um, uh, a homeless man, a deranged homeless man, uh, 
who was dealing with the uh, the murder of his wife, and that's why he's kind of become what he's become. It, him and Jeff Bridges, it, it is a fantastic movie, and Robin Williams is crazy good. And then, obviously, Awakenings with, with Robert De Niro. So many, to me, he's the best natural acting comedian, who start, a guy who started out as a comedian and would make movies. Obviously, Adam Sandler is another one. Adam Sandler, I think, has done a really nice job. Punch Drunk Love, uh, he was really good in. Um, Rain on Me. He was he was good in it's a it's a different role but I thought he was really good in Rain on Me too where he plays the guy another guy who's devastated by the loss of his family uh, in nine eleven actually it was a that was a very good movie. him and Don Cheadle he's done a nice job but to, for my money as much as I do love Bill Murray I still think Bill Murray's best is during you know comedic movies where I think you could argue that Robin Williams's best stuff is straight. That and the genie, of course. Jack, please tell me you have seen Aladdin. Of course. Okay, you've seen Aladdin. Marco has never seen Aladdin. That's crazy talk. The original cartoon Aladdin, I'm talking about, obviously. Yeah, not not Will Smith. Yeah, I think you're pushing the wrong button. Like I, knew, people, I knew what you were referring that's to. That's where you, go. you know, Jack is right and assumes you mean the cartoon when you say Aladdin. Right. No, you have to mean the cartoon. When you say Aladdin, you mean the cartoon. Are you privy to the all? Because by when you said you were a kid in two thousand and four, are you are you aware of the classic four Disney movies of the early nineties, where you had Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King? Have you seen all four of those movies? I have seen all okay. four. Yeah, there you go. Staples, Staples. I wasn't a, around there in the early nineties, right. no, but I, I saw all of them. Sure, when I was sure, sure, like, sure. yeah, growing up. No, I understand you weren't around in the early nineties, but I, again, you know, I wasn't around in the in the seventies. I saw stripes. It's also wild, just like you're talking so much Knicks today and Yankees, like all that. The, you know, the the nineties Knicks. Jack knows about none of that. I mean, he might have heard about it. I know. Just like it's true. Nothing. Like I, I was only around for the yeah. tail end, but I, like I've seen Patrick Ewing play right. in person. I was there, like, and he, yeah. none of it. Nope, he knows nothing of it. And some of it is it's a blessing because he's might as well be he's, talking about the twenty seven Yanks. He's he's unaware of John Starks in Game Seven. He's un he's unaware of the finger roll. Charles Smith. He's unaware of the Charles Smith Memorial, as Joe Beningo calls it. Right? I think is that what it's that, called? I, or, yeah, and I think wasn't that number one Beningo on the bracket of pain? Yes. Yeah. He that was number one on the bracket of pain, which is amazing for a Jet. The fan. odds you could have gotten on that <laughs> for it not to be Jet related. I know for someone who clearly Jets is his number one. And the amount of pain that franchise has inflicted on its fan base. And yet still, Charles Smith is number one. I could see that. I mean, I, I guess I could see it. That was like the beginning of mine, too. Because that was, what, was that, ni that, uh, was that 92, Charles Smith? I think it was the 92 season against the Bulls, right? Was it ninety? No, but that was ninety three. Was it ninety three? Because it was, it was Jordan's last year before the first retirement. Okay, wasn't then, it? yeah. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, he played. Do, 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 do. Yeah, because I also feel like last year we did. We unfortunately celebrated the thirtieth anniversary. I feel like that was happened last, last summer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so ninety three. Yeah, that was a rough one. That was a rough one. And the finger roll, I've told the finger roll story many times. 
But I'm talking about my my early days of playing sports. I'll never forget it. I was on a, a tournament baseball team and Gaspar Tuminello is his we were I was in the car with Gaspar and his father was driving home. He was driving us home from the game. And we were listening to the game in the on the radio in the car. And I got home just in time. I I parked, I got out, I ran, I ran inside the house. I turned on the TV, and I it literally, I mean, in my mind, it was that second I turned on the television, but it must have been, you know, soon upon, and I got home just in time to see the missed finger roll. Like, I just walked in the door and saw the missed finger roll, and I remember falling on my knees. I have cried two, I don't know if I cried there. I'm trying to think of the times I actually weeped from losing. I I definitely was after, and now this was as a young kid. I I weeped after game two, and it's funny because I it's gonna it, it doesn't end in losing, but I cried after game two of the '96 World Series because I was convinced they were gonna get swept. I convinced they would no so match. So not '95, but '96. No, yeah, '95. I I don't remember crying. No, I don't remember being as devastated for some reason. 96, I remember being in the World Series and thinking they were going to win the World Series. And then they got absolutely spanked in game two. And you know what it was? I was talking, I said, I was like really upset. And I looked at my dad and I said, they're going to get swept. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, they probably are. And I think it was his reaction. And it was almost like it solidified it for me. Like now it's a fact. Like I was thinking they were going to get swept. Now my father just confirmed it. And I remember just like getting, I, I remember crying. 95, I don't remember crying. I got to be honest. So like 95, yeah, I'm 11 years old. I have no memory of where I was at that game. I mean, I, uh, during that game, I'm sure I was watching it. I remember watching the home, the the Don Mattingly home run live. But for some reason, I I don't remember game five and watching it live. I have no memory of it. 96, I remember. And I was devastated after game two. Devastated. They got absolutely throttled at Yankee Stadium. Both those games. Maureen Belmore, tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. What's Love up? I think somebody used my line the other, uh, this morning. Someone did, yeah. Another caller used it. You're famous. You're famous. You're famous. A famous character, but listen, the only famous guy in New York right now is Jalen Brunson. I mean, what a great effort last night. And then, you know, announced to get to the All Star. And I don't know if you saw the end of the game. Very emotional. Very emotional. Very emotional. Yeah. Alan Hahn does the the presser. And you could tell. Like, it was, it's the MVP chance. It's making his first All Star game. It's all of it. Like, it's, 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 it's been really remarkable, man. The guy has been incredible. I keep telling my friends, this is not insanity. This is insanity. What it right. is is it's the finally we're getting what we, we were told we were going to get when they took over this franchise. We have to have patience. We're not going for the big ticket items. This is the minutia or the positive uh, potion that they put together for us. And it's exactly what we need. That place was on fire last night. Just the momentum. It's not a New York thing. When the Knicks win... I hate to say it, the whole East Coast wins. Like everybody, Knicks, everywhere. It's incredible. And it's just an incredible feeling. I love it. I don't know what else I could say, except I think no. the only other pit missing piece is the Rangers. Right? Get both of them to win at the same time. I mean, I mean it, it is, it is, the, it is, and thank you. Tonight is your night, bro. It is the 30 year anniversary. 
Why not? But no, they're nine in a row, 15 of their last uh, 17. It's just been remarkable. They're 18 and five at home. They play great in that building, and they're never out of the game. It's And Brunson is just an absolute stud. And yeah, you, you, how can you not love the guy? They, he clearly cares so much. And he, he set a goal to be an all-star after getting snubbed last year. And to be an all-star and to be in that building right now going through what they're going through and the winning and, he, and the knowing that he's had to step up here with Randall's injury and to put on the performance he put on last night and to win that game they won last night to bring that streak to nine and then to have MVP chance in the garden chanting his name on the day he found out he's going to be an all-star in the NBA for the first time and he gets emotional about it and we're all there with him. We're all there watching with him. Like we, uh, I mean, have we rallied around a guy more than Brunson? Have we been more uh, just absolutely enthralled with a player the way we are with Brunson right now leading this Nick team? It's remarkable. 